Hi. Hello. Hello. How you doing? So good. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals. And best friends. And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes, midwife with Linden Tree Midwifery in Strasburg, Virginia. I'm Meredith Rout, also a midwife with Linden Tree Midwifery. And I'm Jess McKee. I'm a doula for clients in and out of the hospital and also a birth assistant at Linden Tree Midwifery. I feel like we're just like pitching hard right now. Pitching so <laughs> hardcore. If I pitch, will you catch? Always. No, <laughs> never. No, you won't. Speaking of that, I'm super excited because... I was on Facebook You're the other day. About pitching and catching. Yes, always. <laughs> always. <laughs> so I was on the I was on Facebook the other day and there's a local brewery near us doing dirty trivia nights for twenty one plus. And I was like, Oh my God, this looks so good. I want to go to this. And so then I sent it out as a text message to you guys thinking there was no way in hell I was gonna get you guys to come out during the week on an evening together. Well, Kim specifically because yes. specifically Chester. Me. yes but I'm technically I can walk so I can swing it true true technically <laughs> off call so then I felt more motivated yeah, yeah. You and are. then Kim was like I'm totally down for that and I was like what the hell believe damn it when it. we see it were you like damn it I now I need to tell someone else they can't come because I was only inviting her to be nice and they only allow yeah six people. because I hate <laughs> hanging out with you because you're literally the worst. Favorite the worst the worst and then, like, after you said you would come, I'd be like, well, there's no way Meredith's going to come. And then, bam, bada Meredith bing, said yes, boom. too. I'm a little, I think it's really embarrassing how bad we are at sexy trivia. Considering we talk about raunchy shit on our podcast all the time, I think we're going to be really bad at sexy Listen, trivia. I think we're going to be better at it than most people. Like, most I people don't know anything about anything. Just mm. learned something that is blowing my mind just like the <laughs> last time when i learned about a dolphin penis because who would who would have known about that yeah but a human penis i feel like i have good experience with one specifically good human catch. penis good catch yeah. but the point is <laughs> the point is that i didn't <laughs> know that they're saying that f- that human being penises used to have spikes barbs on projections them. Yeah. The, what i can't get over this yeah. i'm more shocked about this than i am the dolphin penis incident that changes a lot of my perception of evolution honestly can you imagine no like we would no. never i feel like our species would be going downhill a lot faster so if fast. there were still spikes on men's I penises either that or it would be going uphill really fast because we'd probably still want to have sex just like animals that have spiky penises except we wouldn't be able to pull out no. <laughs> that's <laughs> true <laughs> But yeah, I'm totally Googling this on my Chromebook. I just Googled it. I cannot find any photos. But then listen, there might not be photos, but there should be research proving where this whole idea came from. I'd be happy with a a scientific illustration, but I have not found that yet. either. We didn't Google for a really long time either. Like how long do you have to search human penis projections before you find something? I don't know. I feel like it just brings (laughs) you to like weird Uh, STD stuff. And so it's like, who who really is wall hooks? It's like, who really is in need of a decorative penis for (laughs) hanging your jackets on? I guess there's not a lot of people Googling like the that is a damn shame. evolution of the penis <laughs> kim was like i should have been born knowing this yeah. i should have <laughs> i just i can't believe i don't we know we probably would have stayed virgins a lot longer yes. if we thought that penises I mean, had hooks on them we talk about sex all the time and so if i learn something new 
Yeah. It's just shocking. Well, it's it's just like, like yeah. woofery. We say we learn something new every day. Every day. All we've learned is that we don't know anything. Don't. I, I feel don't, like I don't I know don't. anything about men anyways. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the harder I try to learn something about men, the more of a mystery they become. It's like putting on your Mystery's high beams in the, the fog right or the snow. I'm like, I'll be able to see better if I do this. Then I'm like, shit, that's that worse. Way I'm wrong. Blind. Way wrong. <laughs> and I had a conversation this morning and he was like, I just want you to understand how I'm feeling about this. And I was like, wow, good, yes. Good that language. Sounds, communication language. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that just sounds really, that what you're describing to me sounds really stressful. And I'm thinking, you nailed it, Kim. That was exactly what he was saying. He was like, you know what? Just forget it. You don't even get what I'm saying. And I was like, ha, mayday. <laughs> I, like, shocking. No, I no. fucked up. I was shocking. like, don't walk away. Come back. I just, what you're saying would be stressful to me but I can see it's not stressful to you and you're saying another emotion and I'm failing, but I, I am zone out whenever trying. we talk about you and text like conversations. Cause I'm like, there's no point. I'm not going to understand this conversation anymore. No. If I listen, it's like, you're trying so hard though. It's like when, you know, I know a little bit of Spanish. So when someone speaks to me in really fast Spanish, I pick up like one or two words word. and then I'm like, I think the gist of this sentence was, that's how it is when you and Chuck yes. talk. And then they're like, that is nothing. The opposite, yeah, nothing of what we just yeah. said. And I'm like, I failed. <laughs> I tried really hard, but I failed. But I did try. Yeah. Really I think that you just hard. have to, at this point, accept defeat. Yeah. And, yes. and not just be thankful he doesn't have penis spikes. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> there is that. There is that. So we have a, actually have a topic of conversation today. I know it's been long awaited and we said we were going to do it like a month ago. Man. but. I'm super excited to be back recording with both of you because the last two episodes we recorded were separately. I don't Um, think we have even released the one that we did. No, I'm going to hold on to it as an extra little extra one in our pockets. Yeah. Oh, that's the one you haven't released? Yeah. Um, I would know that if I listened to our podcast. That's true. Um, So, yeah, today we are talking about going back to work postpartum because it's super relevant to at least one person in this room. And we had a lot of people reach out and tell their experiences with going back to work postpartum because it can be a really difficult thing. Um, So, yeah, I think the beginning of the episode, we're going to talk about our specific experiences going back to work. And when we come back, we'll tell some other people's experiences and things they wanted to share. So, So, Meredith, since you're the one that's the deepest... And I want you to be like real raw, you know, just <laughs> raw dog dive in. right in <laughs> like, like a muff. muff. Really tell us like the good, the bad, the ugly, like all of it. Well, Don't forget to include why it's so bad, mainly because you didn't listen to anything we said. I know. It's not terrible. I've always said I could never be a stay at home mom because I would be miserable because so much of my self identity is tied up in being a birth worker. But I actually, at least right now in this chapter, I totally think I could be a stay at home mom and be so fucking happy. Like, I think I literally could just stay That's home crazy. with Eliza. Yeah, all actually, just be that was so happy. Happen. I knew it was going to happen yep. because, I mean, part of the whole thing is that we love our work, but we always talk about our work is hard as well. And being a mom is also so in the, especially in the beginning, so all encompassing and everything in our body screams, like just lay at home with your baby breastfeeding on the couch. Like that's how nature made it. Like, mm-hmm. especially for the first 
12 weeks several months and it's not even that she's demanding like i can bring her to work with me no problem and she does amazing and i actually think she's happier like on days when i'm home with her just the two of us and we're not doing anything she's bored out of her fucking mind she's like give me someone else to look at so like she likes going out and doing things but like it's not it's like it's not even like a physical need for me it's like emotionally i just like want to hang out like uh, she's sleeping i'm like hey hey wake up i want to hang out (laughs) it's so bad there's probably so many people listening to it who are like god i don't understand that at all because when my baby falls asleep and i I know that it won't last forever i know when she's older and like you know not as easy i'm gonna feel differently so like i know i'm making the right choice but Kim is right. I did not listen. I just went back to my normal life, like really super soon after quickly. She was born, and like I don't think I would change it because I think one of my biggest fears as a mom was that I wouldn't be able to like integrate her into my life. So I'm like really thankful I was able to do that. But I also am so tired. Yeah, and so then when reality actually came and time for you to go back to work, can you like explain some of the challenges? that actually happened and some of the feelings that you had i mean i think the hardest thing day to day is just like i it i have to say thank god birth work breeds resilience because i feel like once i get to the office and i'm face to face with our clients i'm fine or once i get to a birth i'm fine but like literally in the moments leading up to that, I'm just like not I don't look forward to it. And it's such a shame because I'm so happy once I'm there. Like I love seeing our clients, but just like there's like an ex- like it's not even a physical exhaustion because Eliza's not that difficult of a child. It's more just like an emotional exhaustion, I guess, of just like, yeah. And now I'm just like in it. And it's and it's a lot. And your brain, we all know your brain changes when you become a mom. And so now it's like the thought you're now you're caring for like another human being and then throwing in all these other extra things that you have to think about low key in the background. Yeah. Or I mean, honestly, I feel honestly, I think the primary feeling for me is guilt because my perspective at this point is, well, my kid is safe and happy. So. I can handle anything else. So it's like really easy for me to like tuck away other things. And that's like really hard when I have a newer business with a bunch of people who are all like relying pretty heavily on each other Mm -hmm. where it's like, I don't feel that bad when I like check out yeah, because I don't feel guilty wanting to be with Eliza. But at the same time, there's like a lot of people that I want to be present for. And so I think just the primary feeling is guilt. And I think I've felt felt that pretty much since the day she was born because there's been so much to do since she was born. So I think like that was something I wasn't anticipating as just like this feeling of guilt, which I should have known because obviously I feel guilty about everything all the time. (laughs) But I can see like it's exhausting to feel that constant pull in two directions. Like even if your kid's really easy and manageable and you physically and mentally and emotionally can do it, it's really exhausting to feel pulled in multiple directions when you really maybe could have given yourself permission to just like focus on your kid. Yeah. And it's so hard because and how often do we, we see people And I guess sharing this is to show people like, yeah, this happens to everybody because we see people all the time who are like 38 weeks or whatever. And we're like, if you need to mentally pull away from work and they can't, they're like, I feel guilty. I'm the only one who can do my job. And so it's really hard to get put in that situation. And then how many people do we know that have to go back to work full time at like six weeks, eight weeks? Or put their kids in daycares. Yeah. That early. I can't even imagine. Like, if I couldn't take her to work, I don't know what I would do. I'd be a wreck. And I think it's like, 
it is a very big part of like our culture, which then I, I have guilt for that because it's like, yeah, we do need you at work and we, we do have this new thing going on, but it's like also understanding how like postpartum works, like in other countries, they give moms a whole year of maternity leave that's paid and we just don't have a system set up for that here and so we are constantly pulled to and in our culture that work comes first in your life like Mm -hmm. work trumps everything else Mm -hmm. and i like want to say too like we have such amazing support like i don't like i was able to delegate so many things to other people immediately postpartum and continue to be able to do that and feel well supported in it but it's like i can't even imagine what people do when they don't have good support systems in place like i cannot even imagine and i watch how hard it's been for you um and how hard it's been for like us going through the transition with our business even though we're so understanding and have support and so i can't imagine what it's like for people who like you had an easy birth Mm -hmm. and breastfeeding went fine and you healed up super chill postpartum easy baby and then it's like you have these other people who have like horrendous births and cesareans and breastfeeding isn't going well and you know like they have colicky babies and they still have to go to work somehow function i guess my hope for them is that in that experience they give themselves permission to step back but i also know that not everybody has that privilege so yeah that's it's a very privileged way to be because some households just they can't can't run without that income like some people can't even afford to take a week off of work you know yeah alice was saying when she was working at the clinic she had moms having to go back to like cleaning houses like a week postpartum it's so awful which is awful i remember people saying like um because we i had you Mm -hmm. the end and so it was like and you had your girls which are were also young yeah so i just and we can talk about mine later, but everything you're describing is I always tried to t- explain to Chuck, like I always felt like I was juggling like nonstop, but I was always dropping something because yeah. it's mm-hmm. impossible. Like you're not doing anything well because you're right. just like, cause you're doing so much with everything that you're trying to right. do. Yeah. And it's like impossible. Like it's literally impossible. Guilt is just the number one feeling that I had for years. I always felt guilty if a client was happy, my kids were going crazy. If my kids were happy, my husband was going crazy. It was just like somebody was always feeling like I was neglecting them. And, you know, they look at you or the way they word things is like you're doing it on purpose. Yeah. Like it's a choice. And sometimes you do have to choose to drop, you know, the ball yeah. or whatever. Like you text some days you'd be like, hey, guys, I'm not sorry that I haven't looked at my phone in the last 10 hours. I don't feel bad about it at all. But that's what happened. And I'm yeah. like, all right, she did it cool <laughs> fuck you but awesome awesome that you could as do your that. friend yay oh, as yay. your coworker, fuck you <laughs> i have so many emotions going on inside me at once <laughs> as mean, my like, world crumbles but not really i just feel like it's crumbling yeah. yeah and i mean honestly i'm like tired today so i feel like it'd be a little bit different a story like on another day um but i have to say i still don't know what i would do differently because i we weren't really in a situation where we could do things differently no we weren't no and i also like i said like one of my biggest fears was losing myself in motherhood and not being able to find that balance and i still haven't found that balance but at least i feel like i showed myself that i can do both i can be a midwife and i can be a mom and now I just have to find that balance. So I don't actually know if I would change anything because I feel like this just feels like a chapter, right? Like yeah. this doesn't feel like forever. It got really intense in 
portions. I do feel like the past week or two have been kind of like a little bit more like, ah, we can breathe. Yeah. Um, and so it was like I think seeing. It's because we're purposely ignoring work stuff. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I finally put my phone down this week. Like this week, it, I'm off call and and I keep trying and you are the best person at saying like, don't look at your phone. Just put your phone away. Yeah. Like if we need you, we'll call you. We'll call Chuck. But I feel guilty because you have Eliza and you're busy and I know all, you know, we're getting busier. So people are calling. But this week I just didn't. I would just put my phone down like for the party this weekend. I did answer some texts, but I purposely would like not look at my phone for like and I mean, 10 hours. Honestly, you shouldn't have to be answering those texts. Like we have systems in place right. to protect your time off. It's just obviously we're in transition. So are our clients. Yeah. So we're still trying to figure out like and what we that have, looks like. We have like I have some repeat moms that I like. I'm just used to texting them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I should, you know, I just let them know, like, if I don't have my phone on, you know, always, they can always call you right. if I'm not answering or call the on-call line. Yeah. But yeah, I've been trying to do better with that. So this week has been much more chill for me. But then I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, man, I got to paint that trim. Like, okay. I I'm know. Gonna pi- I'm going to pick a day. I keep finding my brain, gonna like, go going in. towards, yeah. <laughs> like, the things we have to do. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> but we, ha- we got to get on it. But yeah, so, I don't know. So like going back to the postpartum thing and feeling bad for because I have a super hard time with that. Like no matter how many times I say like, oh, I'm going to take on a doula partner and oh, I'm going to emotionally like be able to check out from clients more and be off call and take time when I need to do it. When it comes time to do it, it's super hard for me still. Yeah. And my youngest is almost 11. Yeah. And um, like I was thinking about when I was first postpartum with Lila and you all heard my birth story I did not have an easy birth like my healing did not go well I had the most colicky baby in the whole wide world and I remember I went to one of my mom's birth classes when Lila was almost six weeks old or no less than that and one of the girls there was just like I really 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 want you to be my doula and I should have said no, Yeah, but I couldn't. I couldn't say no to her. And I remember so vividly the feeling of when she called me because Lila was six weeks old. She was laying in bed. I was so tired. Yeah, that was such an awful time. I was so tired all the time. And it was like 10 o'clock at night when you're just like, okay, it's time. I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah. You made it through the day. I did it. (laughs) And I got called to this birth. And everything in my body was screaming like, you don't want to go to this birth right now. Like, no. But it was like, I have to. I have to go to this birth. And so I remember, and I didn't bring my kids to doula births, especially at the hospital. And so I go to this birth. And Did you bring Lila in with you? No, I left her home. Oh, gosh. But then like, you know, how did she eat? She was taking a bottle a little bit at that point. Okay. And so, um, yeah, I left milk for her, but in all the like rushing or whatever and new mom brain and I forgot my breast pump and everybody that knows I had like the over milk supply from hell. I ended up being at the hospital with this mom for like 18 hours and oh my God. I remember at one point, like, were you like, can we please get a pump for the mom? Just kidding. Yeah. 
So, so two things. I remember walking by the nursery and seeing like all the babies just lined up in their bassinets, (laughs) and a couple of them had bottles of formula just like in their mouth, and I just like my hormone. I was just like, "Ah!" and my milk like immediately releases like, give me all the babies. What is happening right now? Which, if you choose to do formula in the hospital. I support you. This was just my experience. Not, this was just my experience. We just needed to release. Yes. <laughs> and just my experience as a new mom who was really into breastfeeding. Like, so that was totally just my experience at the time. Um, and then I also remember like being in this tiny little bathroom because it was a shitty hospital and like with a like soda bottle just like bent over the toilet, like squeezing my breasts and they were like so hard. Were you playing like, on ah. keeping that milk? I mean, I rinsed the soda bottle first. Oh, yeah. Was yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> but no, I just remember everything about it was so awful. Yeah. I made that same mistake with Eliza for one of the first births I went to. It was 11 hours. and I didn't bring a pump or anything. You had her though, right? No. Oh, because I, I showed up for the birth and she was sleeping and it, so it was fine. But then, of course, the second we ended up having to transfer postpartum, she woke oh, up. That's right. So I went to the hospital. And so at the end of the by the and then Terrence came and picked her up. So by that time I saw her again later that evening, it was 11 hours. And oh, my, my gosh. Oh God. So, I mean, I mean, you've been there. Yeah. I feel like most people have been there. You always make that mistake before you like or like, never mind. I can't just like go with the flow anymore. No. Like I used to. Like, it's like your breasts. You have to have systems in place. Your breasts now are hard up to your collarbone. Mm-hmm. And oh, that feeling. I, oh, God. When the milk lets down and you have and to like. And then you're like terrified you're going to get mastitis. You have to like cover your nipples when you feel it happen uh-huh. and just hope to God that your whole shirt's not wet afterwards. Yeah. The first birth I did without Evie and she was older I mean, she wasn't a year old but she was older but she was still nursing like every two hours like all of my kids did and I went to my first birth without her and I was like this is fine I, she's nursing like every two to three hours I'll be there for you know it's fine 12 hours whatever because she had already started eating regular food so it's not like it was just breast milk I ended up we were there for like ever We ended up being there for like 12 to 14 hours and it was a transfer. I didn't go, but like my breast just kept getting harder and bigger. (laughs) It was so awful that I ended up getting a fever Mm. and like feeling like I was going to die. And I ended up having to beg the mom. Like I asked after she transferred to the hospital, I was like, there has to be a pump in here somewhere. I have to pump before I drive home. Cause she also lived like an hour away. Ugh. So the idea of me being in your car for that long, yeah, with, it's the worst. And I was like, it was a low grade fever, but you know how you, you just like your head. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I did this to myself. So I pumped like the most milk I have ever gotten in my life. And I could feel everything like straining out. Yeah. And it I was like, okay. a, God, I feel like let down and like, I didn't think I, I don't think I appreciated how much like a let down is it a whole body experience. Oh my God. Especially it's like not just your boobs. It's like your entire body feels either panic and like pain or relief (laughs) especially when you've like gotten that engorged i remember one time did that and i like put my like hard rock boob into like rent lila's i can't remember if it was lila or rent and it's like at first at first it hurts and then and then it's like it's almost like uh, like you're having like a weird whole body orgasm as you uh can feel it like draining out of your breast it's (laughs) such a weird sensation and that I hate it so too. Like you're so thankful but for you it, but you like it. Hate it. But you like it more than it continuing to fill up. Mm-hmm. 
But then I think like going back to that too, Kim, I wanted to hear more of your experience because when you moved back to Virginia from Florida, you were, you had just finished midwifery school. And so you were in a different situation in your life too, because I remember when I had my kids, I did not really have to work. So when I took on doula clients, it was more just like, all right, I'm taking on doula clients. I'll have some extra money here and there. Um, that wasn't your experience when you came back to Virginia. Like no. you guys. And that was only my last two kids. Yeah. I had however many before, before. Yeah. That. Three. Because you have five. Because I have, <laughs> thank you. I don't even remember. <laughs> I have never had a good postpartum. It has been yeah. hell every time. Well, I was 16 when I had Chris. Mm-hmm. So I graduated with honors. Like yeah. I cared about what I was doing with my life. People couldn't fathom that I was pregnant at 16 but also had a good head on my shoulders. It's yeah. just, I just chose to keep my baby. Everyone else that I knew was having abortions, which is fine. I didn't care, mm-hmm. but they weren't looking they at them that way. There wasn't a lot of like models of accomplishing both. Like no. being a good mom and, and plus having no one knew. Like I was getting so frustrated because I would know of these girls that were pregnant also choosing not to keep their baby, which is fine, but they weren't getting treated this way. Yeah. They were still doing whatever they wanted. So they just like, it was it's like terrible. it had never happened. Right. So I came back and I had failed my honors English class because the teacher said, as I said before, oh, I didn't think you cared because you were pregnant. So she didn't give me my assignments. And instead of like fixing it, they were like, well, you can do it all in a week or you'll just have to like take the F. So I took the F. Then Chris <laughs> Yeah, had, you did. That's how you got pregnant. <laughs> took the F. <laughs> Sorry, exactly that was inappropriate. I got pregnant. <laughs> but then Chris like had allergies and I had to get, I ended up, they called the day I had to put them in daycare, which was awful. And they called. And they probably this, didn't have like the high school programs. No, like they do now. No, they had a program for me to like be with other girls who also had babies, which was awesome. But he had like an allergy, um, some sort of an allergic reaction. So they called me at school and they refused to get me out of class. So I had no idea any of this had happened. And at the end of the day, it was like, oh, well, we tried to call you to come get him, but they wouldn't come get you. So I ended up, it was horrible. So I had to get a pager because this is 20 some years ago. And so that if they would page me, I would just barge into the office and be like, give me a fucking phone. And then they would make a huge deal about it. Like that whole postpartum was a joke. And I tried to breastfeed him. But nobody cared. So I just didn't have help. So it was like cracked nipples. For weeks I kept trying and it was just terrible. So I your just, kids have ties too, right? Th- yeah. I don't know. I don't know that he does. It's just with my anatomy, it takes time to like pull my nipples out and nobody gave a shit. They were like, just give him formula. Nobody cares. And it was awful. So I was up all night with him because he would eat every two to three hours. I'd have to get up at 530 in the morning to get him ready for daycare and me ready for school. And then I'd have to go to school. And then for some reason, I refused to stop doing sports. So then I would do track for two hours. Good Lord. So go, you've been killing yourself since you were 16, from basically. day one, because I couldn't Which give up. makes so much sense with your personality and why you continue to find yes. the way you do as an I'm adult. like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not. I'm not going to give up anything. I think if you ever stopped, I think the last however many years of your life would just come crashing down. That's on you. right. That's why, like when you said the other day, oh, I finally gave myself permission to do nothing and I feel terrible. I'm like, yes, that's exactly what happened. So that was awful, but I didn't realize how bad it was until I looked back on it. And I'm like, I don't know how I did that. But it was like no different with all of the other ones. It was like, yeah. God bless my mom who lives far away, but she's like, well, I did it. 
Yeah. Like you just figure it out. Yeah. But I know? just wanted to like, because I remember when you came back for like the people out there who, who are going through all this like guilt between daycare, like wanting to oh nurse their God, babies, wanting to stay home with their babies. Like I remember at one point in time, like your electricity or your water or something was being turned because off. Because we had like, no money. Yeah. And my electricity. Sh- it was so horrible. Yeah. It was after we had Brock. Yeah. So it was like mm. cold and my electricity shut off and I, and my phone died. So I had no way of like calling Chuck to be like, oh my God, somebody has to do something. So I went, I snuck outside in the hallway and plugged my phone in in the hallway and I called you crying. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, my electricity got shut off. It was horrible. And then somehow Jess paid my electric bill. I still don't know how she did it. She's she not barely told me. Pays her I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I have never missed my electric bill. <laughs> never. But like, I just like was crying and crying and Since crying. Since I've been in charge of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like an hour or two later, it just all came back on. So then I was like, oh, so I called Chuck and I'm like, oh, yeah, this horrible it's morning a- Christmas. <laughs> it's so terrible. <laughs> Oh my god, it was awful. So yeah, Jess somehow paid my electricity. I don't. I don't know how. I it don't was like eight hundred dollars. There's a whole other story to that. So no, I don't. I didn't pay it. I found some. You were like, you better turn this one's fucking electricity. Oh, listen, she's been through hell. So I need you to get your shit. Back together. then, awful. I was poor as shit was gonna say, too. I had no. Long. I had no money back then. Like I don't even know how I survived off of the little bit of money that. You just we had do it. We just do it. Um, oh, good. But I think <laughs> I found some way to call social services and they've got some kind of like said she has all these kids at home and her electricity <laughs> she, just got turned off. She and her bill is and, and they <laughs> did some kind of program and were able to get it turned back on and pay the bill in like no time at all. And I was just like, oh, my God, it's a March miracle. <laughs> <laughs> but it happened again the next month. It didn't get turned off. But long story short, there was something wrong with our electricity that's right system so then they at the complex ended up owing us several thousand dollars oh, which gee. they were pissed about but whatever but it's but all my postpartums were yeah, like that but they it's were like all uh, fucking joke understanding oh like postpartum is hard enough when you have plenty of money and a roof of your head and, and good food to system. eat and support like you've had all of those things and it still hasn't been glitter and rainbows and so then like the postpartum itself has been amazing it's yeah all of the things swirling around swirling you, around yes, it that you don't get to turn off that you know just yeah life, life well, goes everyone on. keeps talking about like and we've talked about this forever but like going back to simpler times like yeah, if you just had a house and grew your own food and you just did nothing else, like I can see how it would be. You would just lay around and take care of your kids and not like, you know what I mean. I'm going to push back on that a little bit studying in and of itself it's is a lot. not it's an a lot. easy task. But we wouldn't have other people calling and demanding things from us. Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when I had to go to my first birth after animals, Brock, it was animals. like, Ugh. You know? Yeah. Uh, he cried the whole time. Mar- Marielle ended up having to hold him because oh, he wouldn't yeah. shut up. It was terrible. terrible. I've really never their clients are amazing and I want to hold her anyway. Yes. <laughs> I know. I've never brought my kids to births and I'm glad that I never did. But there are a lot of birth workers who who do that. You did it with Evie. You're doing it with Eliza. I don't know how people do it. That was not my cup of tea it's or my jam. It's not as like easy as I thought it would be. I just assumed it would be feel better to bring her with me. 
but i don't know it's really hard to like pull your kid out i mean even though they're up every three hours anyway it's really hard to like pull them out of bed and put them in a car seat oh Mm -hmm. my god that's the worst middle of the night and when someone calls like oh my god like i think i'm in transition you can't just run out the door yeah i would have to like grab the bag put them in the car seat get to the car you just need a bag for them like you have a bag for yourself and i feel like then your brain is still divided because it's like unless they're sleeping it's like okay your brain is like i'm still being a mom but then i have to do this mm-hmm. which it just makes everything that it's much harder to function and as a mom in life when you're like watching the kid and trying to do this thing like in the winter it's different too because you can't just put them in a zero degree car like if it was just me that would be fine but brock was born in march so it's like i can't just throw your kid in a car right when it's like 10 degrees outside i'd have to like stand there tapping my foot waiting for it to warm up like is the kid crowning now i don't know know. maybe also all of our clients all of our home births in the winter happen to live on top of mountains this year i know right great which is why they chose home births so they don't have to drive down a mountain it's gonna be fine yeah yeah so all of these things and the point of it is to be like we understand how hard it is to integrate all that into your life when you're also trying to be a mom and I do still think that like politically America needs to do a better job at like putting systems in place so that women have some more support but that's not any job at all yeah but that that's not gonna happen here doesn't seem like it anyway so So, we're actually going backwards right now yeah we're going totally backwards but what i'm seeing more more and more of is paternity leave yeah paid paternity leave these women that are birthing are not having time off they're like but that's okay because my husband got 12 weeks i'm like what in the actual fuck is going on on with yeah. that and paternity what? leave is great that's awesome i support it 100 like, percent. but, but it would be there nice should there's equivocal there needs to be equivocal well. or more maternity and that's how it is in most other countries right. where they get this much maternity leave and this much paternity leave just recognizing like the importance of a family like getting a good base under them when you first have a baby like you never get those months back yeah, but setting a foundation so you can be highly functioning when that chapter is done Exactly. Has, has anyone like mastered the art of a successful postpartum slash return to work? Like, if you have, please let us know. I know. I feel like it's always like this dramatic story. I don't know of many people that are like, oh yeah, I had off for ten weeks and then I just went back part time and it was like beautiful. And I had this great sitter who came to my yeah. house and it was so great. Like, I don't hear that. Well, we're going to read often. some stories about it. But I think even when you do it that way, because where some of the stories are going to, there is still that guilt that and that like push and pull battle. and then like throw in the people who do need to put their babies in day. That's why there's so much about it on TV. Like the moms the first day, like crying when they have to drop their baby off at daycare to go back to work because it's such a large theme throughout our culture and it sucks like i didn't even care about leaving my kids at one at some point like fine like but no one wants to take a nursing baby or watch them at night no they don't sounds like terrence does a pretty good job with it oh yeah he's amazing but yeah yeah so stressful but she also is pretty you know she's at the point where she's only waking up like once or twice at night so it's not as hard as if she's waking up every two hours but even that right like eliza's the chillest baby in the world but 
if I have to leave, if I choose, if I choose to leave her at home, I also have the option of taking her. But if I choose to leave her, then he has to give her a bottle. And that is a nightmare the next day because she gets terrible gas. So yeah. even though I have like, you know, I have options and I have amazing systems, it's still not perfect. Like no. Eliza still has to deal with terrible gas the next day. My Grammy would say that's because women were meant to stay home. That's not our job to go to work. <laughs> We had a lot of conversations. Yeah, I was going to say, Grammy at the end of her life had a lot to say. I, I feel know. like feel like you guys unpacked a lot of stuff. And that, no matter what nature might think about that, even if that were true, that's not the experience most people get to have anymore. No, and this so. world is not meant for a one income. No. Unless it's like one fantastic income. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, just... Terrence and I are talking about him being a stay-at-home dad. We're like, yeah. how can we make that happen? You guys are new girling it up. I'm going to call you Schmidt and Cece. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Ah, spoiler alert. I mean, alert. no, it's not. <laughs> they um, don't get together what? Uh-uh. <laughs> so it's time for us to get a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the experiences some other people wrote in about. And um, yeah, I want to talk a tiny bit about my week of births. Um, so we'll be right back. Cue the music. Oh, yeah. So today's sponsor for our episode is us. We started our Patreon recently, and there are special benefits that you can get just by being a patron of our podcast. So if you love our podcast and you would love to support us and putting out more great content, um, sign up for our Patreon. There's three different levels of support that you can give. Any little bit goes a long way in uh, helping us be able to continue making this podcast a reality. And for everyone who is supporting us already, um, we adore you. We thank you so much. Um, and we look forward to entertaining you guys for a long time to come. All right, let's go back to our episode. Welcome back from that delightful break. So delightful. So delightful. So I know I'm not postpartum right now, although I'm kind of like, I feel like I could be postpartum because I like just feel like I'm giving birth to like a divorce <laughs> and a house at yeah, the that's same time. True. You are going through a lot of life transitions. Yeah. yeah. But, um, this week has been especially interesting because I did finally give birth to my house and almost have given birth to the divorce. And um, it's such a transition. I can't believe it also just all, all unfolded as like quickly, not quickly in the like once the boss but started, in succession, once it, once it started happening, it happened really fast. It took forever to get here, but it just yeah. like all clicked. But then the week that that all happened. I want to just talk a little bit about like going to work because, you know, like now I'm a single mom. And so I've been having to to work more and have to worry about paying provide for your providing for my family. Like and your mortgage with your insane interest rate. I know um, economy. It's complete. That's all falling on my shoulders now. So, yeah, like and this week is like I call it like a birth Mageddon. But I also started a new job, which I'm super excited about. And so everything all happened at once in one week. But I had four births in one week. Did you really? Yeah. And, and they were a fucking doozy. And they were all first time moms. I was with all of them for like 12 plus Where hours. I? I feel like I missed all of this. Yeah. You were like, You're I was away from my phone. Yeah. Yeah. And so then it's like I finally finished all the births and then I'm still training for my new job. And then this week I've like already been trying to like do all the postpartums in succession while training. And it's just like my brain just feels like it's going like blink, 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 blink. And the births weren't easy births. Like I had three planned out of hospital births. 
that all ended up transferring for one reason or another. Um, So that's always something that it's like you have, you're working through that with the client and all of them were super necessary transfers. Mm -hmm. I don't know what was in the air or what it was the full moon or whatever. Cause when I got back, I transferred to one hospital that I haven't been to in a long time. And then I got home the next morning and then the next day after like two hours of sleep, got called back to that same hospital. You actually got the call to go back before you got yes. your two hours of sleep. Yeah. And you're like, nope, I have to sleep for yeah, I was like, an hour. I can't even drive myself back to the hospital if I don't sleep for a couple hours. Like I will crash my car and die. Um, well, thank God that didn't happen. I know. Thank the Lord. Um, but so then when I got back to the hospital the second time, they were like, we have two other premier moms in labor again who have transferred again tonight. What? And they were both so there were three. They were both Chantilly premieres. And the, the client I had been with the night before was a premier Chantilly. So there was two others. So they transferred three people yeah, in one day. Not, it was a daily week of birth. Yeah. That sucks. And then we transferred someone and then my other out of hospital birth transferred and yeah it was just a really crazy week yeah i i had the opposite i didn't do anything yeah but i was super excited because i got to be off call for the hoot nanny that was so much fun so yeah good. the hoot nanny was so great this year it was I, so hot i know kim was like no one's gonna show up i was like bullshit everybody always shows everyone's up everyone's gonna show up and not only that everyone like made the best of a thunderstorm too like, yeah yes. i loved that you know people just like make it work yeah. so we took all the canopies we had like three giant canopies that were up and we lowered them down to like two feet and then everybody squeezed sitting underneath, underneath. i felt like i was in a fort <laughs> yeah but we did that we it was it was like an adult fort that's awesome. what we did when we were at red wing, red wing yeah. and it stormed we were sitting under the hula hoop tent yeah. with it like down super low so i was like this is this Alexis is just like red wing 12 weeks old but she's gotten caught in three thunderstorms and i've been like oh you've experienced three thunderstorms no like we've Big been ones. under tarps yeah three times hiding for our lives from thunderstorms she was born and then so awesome. afterwards like nighttime came and it was like okay well we cool have to go off. to bed it cooled off but then like somebody was like we should start a fire and i'm like i'm gonna st- Drunk Jess was I there. I thought that was you. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it was me. Fire when all the wood was so wet. Drunk Jess was there at some point. I don't know how she did. And uh, so Chad, Chad, who is Chuck's best friend, was like, "There's no way she's starting a fire. She has trouble starting fires." And then that, I was like, "What? Who the hell do you think you're talking to?" Hey, challenge accepted. So I like marched my happy ass over to my trunk and pulled out my like big thing of lighter fluid I keep there <laughs> just keep- so that I can make a fire <laughs> at like, any time. I can make any wet wood burn if i have enough lighter <laughs> how can fluid? you say you have trouble starting fires when you literally you carry go to the, you, lighter fluid to you start also fires. go to the river at least weekly and cook by the lake by the river so, yeah chad but get over silly. i appreciate all the work you're doing for us but get over yourself <laughs> yeah silly but boy. like drunk jess was like in her like i'm like marching back and forth gathering like wood and sticks <laughs> and then at like one point somebody looked out and they're like is she peeing on the fire <laughs> <laughs> and, wow. and I was like, no, I was, just, I was holding my lighter fluid like a penis and like just like of thrusting it were. at the fire. Like, of course yeah! you were. Also, if you peed like that, I'd be really worried about <laughs> there'd you. Be, there's something we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do not have a megaloclit. Um, but yeah, it was super fun. That definitely sounds like uh, we need to do a, um, what's that big lizard creature? 
Godzilla and the Megaloclip. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do like a claymation movie. <laughs> 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 I'd be like this giant wishbone. Like, do we include like um old penises that still have the projections on <laughs> yes. them yeah whatever like, like those dinosaurs from jurassic park that spit venom because like, <laughs> 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 okay, okay on that note we need to get back to our going back to work postpartum <laughs> so there's this is why we shouldn't take breaks i know there are some very interesting themes that ran through the emails that we got and the first one i wanted to share was actually from um dr emily and i know we've talked about dr emily a lot and she's she was on our twin episode yeah but she was talking about how um because she's self-employed like how when you're self-employed like there's so many perks of being self-employed but also if you don't go to work you don't you don't get paid and that's kind of like where we are because we're self-employed while you're looking it's like we say i don't know how she did this or that or whatever but i mean the truth is moms do what they have to do yeah do you know what they mean and dads do too it's just i get so tired of people saying like well what you need to do is you need to take three days and just do nothing and meanwhile i'm like you literally just said that to me like three days ago i know but you you and eliza if you're off call if i'm covering the phones you can do that but I had five kids. Yeah. And yeah. like, well, you, you, you really You're need like to demand that, someone. That ship sailed when I was 16. Right. Your mom needs, or your, your husband just needs to be off work. And I'm like, we can't afford to pay our electric bill. And you're yeah. telling me I need to focus on myself right now? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> get out of here. Well, it was like with Dr. Emily, I really appreciate it too, because this is also like a conundrum a lot of people get put into is that at the end of pregnancy, they feel like they need to slow down and take time off, but they're trying to find that fine line between I'm using up my postpartum time right now. And so she said she went to 42 weeks and she stopped taking patients at 40 weeks. And so she used two of, she was only planning to take four weeks. And so she used two of those weeks um, before she even had her baby. And so she went back to work at two and a half weeks. Um, She said her midwife was not happy with her. But she said the reason why she was able to do it is that, like we were talking about, her husband had paid paternity leave. So he actually went to work with her so that she could, like, feed the baby baby in between patients. And they have other kids, too. Yeah. It's even, like, harder to fathom. Yeah. So that's, like, so much juggling. And she said that now that at eight weeks postpartum, she's back to the office full time. She said it's definitely not her recommendation, but for her and her bank account it was, it was a must yeah. also i feel like when we look because a lot of people wrote in for this topic which yeah. i'm super excited about because i feel like we haven't gotten a lot of writing in recently we haven't been really asking people for that's a lot that's true but i like i i do feel like we like you're saying before the break it was like it's never ideal like something's yeah. always gonna go wrong postpartum because it's always gonna be too much to just exist with the newborn but like yeah the theme of this is like there's no like there's no right way to do this like something is always going to be extremely challenging take the deck of cards you're given and do your freaking best fake it till you make it yeah i think i know i've said this several times but this is always what i think about this story every time we talk about postpartum but my friend natalie who was at the hootenanny this weekend i brought her a meal postpartum thinking she's probably dying 
she has so many kids it's so terrible for her and i got there because she lives almost an hour away so i got all my kids packed up and i brought her a meal and i was like look i did it and i was like but where is she and i'm like walking through her house and the girls are like oh she's upstairs and i was like oh she's she's resting they're like no no no, go ahead and like knock on her door and she had a masseuse there in her home and i'm like oh my god what are you doing she's like girl everyone deserves postpartum massages i wish everybody could get postpartum massages i can't just leave it downstairs i'll call you later and i was like okay i'll put my kids back in the car and drive an hour back home and i was like (laughs) so jealous that's what you get for assuming that you're gonna (laughs) hang out with the postpartum mom when you bring her a meal but i was also so like proud of her yeah doing that because we just don't do that yeah you know what i mean and not all of us can no but um yeah that so but then as like talking about um some of the other people's stories that i wanted to share because it's like sometimes you just have to do it and so somebody else wrote in and she was talking about she actually had she went back to work full-time after four months which is actually a good amount of time yeah. after end of normal yeah yeah but she said she had postpartum depression and anxiety um she had given up on breastfeeding and she said that she watched on the daycare camera i guess that the daycare had a camera where you could watch your kids oh, yes. while you're at work yeah that would be um, so distracting like i get it but also yeah we get nothing done yeah but she said that she cried every single day for at least three months when she dropped her off and like so she said she wanted to leave her job but she couldn't afford to stay home and then she said around seven months she came out of the fog and she realized oh god i had postpartum depression yeah so that's a whole nother thing it's like the things that we're talking about are mostly like normal things and then it's like what if you add in postpartum depression and anxiety on top of all of that like it's already so hard well, even f- identifying it i get now would be kind of hard because like you're tired yeah you aren't as interested in things as you normally are because your whole life is a baby like right you're more anxious because you have this being that you're responsible for like i could see where it'd be really hard to find the the difference between like what is normal postpartum and transitioning and adjusting and then what is yeah. depression and then she also said which i know a lot of people go through this as well that you know her first baby she had gotten completely on formula but she said every time she walked by the lactation room at work she felt like a failure and she felt terrible and so it's like dealing so with sad. all these um different things all at the same time while trying to work like it's just so much it's impossible yeah she said her second baby um was a lot better breastfeeding went great um she didn't experience postpartum depression she was she got four months off as well and so it was able to successfully breastfeed for three and a half years um and so her second experience was definitely easier and um i mean i guess i'll give a shout out she said midwifery care and postpartum support was the best decision she could have made and she felt more supported and understood nice so mm-hmm. it does show how much like having mm-hmm. that support system Just makes to a have difference someone be like i know exactly how you not exactly but i know how you feel yeah let's or, talk about that for a second or the fact that like if you have a hospital birth you don't see your provider for six weeks at all so and then when you, you do have, it's for like five minutes what space do you have to even share what you're experiencing like there is no space for yeah. that yeah it's more just like let's check your blood pressure let's make sure you're physically okay 
um yeah it's it's not that much i feel support. i feel like um i appreciated the email we got from our client who said that her first birth um she took off nine weeks and then her second she took off 13 which i i mean I feel like when you're planning for your postpartum, that doesn't seem like a huge difference. But when you're in your postpartum, like every fucking day matters. Every day, yeah. And like when you told me originally, you're like, take off 12 weeks. I was like, no, it's okay. I'll take off six and we'll go from there, you know? But then when I gave myself permission to take longer off, to not go to births, I don't even know what I would have done if I'd gone back sooner. Oh it would have been, God. I'm sure we would have been fine. Like we would have, you know, I mean, you would have done it. It just would have sucked. But yeah, I have to say like, even if you think those couple of weeks aren't going to make a huge difference, every single fucking day counts because yeah. like that time with your kid, like, you know, you're not going to get it back. So like, if you have the space and the support to give yourself that time, like, please do that for yourself. It's totally, even if it's just like another week or another half mm-hmm. a week it makes a huge difference yeah. and you're never you never know how it feels until you're in it like yeah. you think that you know who you're gonna be as a mom and what sh- what it's gonna be like but or you never like do six weeks feels so insane because you never take that much time off right yeah like, think about you're like think about all i can do in six weeks it's like no it yeah. goes so fast yeah so for the mom who talked about the difference between nine weeks it was such a big difference for her because she took off nine weeks after her first birth But she had a really difficult birth and she had a physical job. And so she said for her, it was way too soon. She was emotionally and physically exhausted. And I remember how hard her postpartum was and just like her, like it was just so hard for her. And then she said after her second child, so she had a much easier labor and birth experience. Um, So that makes such a huge difference too. like how easy or, or hard your birth was. Yeah. Um, if you push for six hours, <laughs> yeah, you're going to be physically exhausted for way yeah. longer, usually, yeah. than someone that had yeah. a baby fall out of their vagina. And so Weird. she said taking that 13 <laughs> weeks and having the smoother birth. And she said because she knew how she felt after her first birth, she gave herself permission and time to heal and rest. And so she felt a lot better going back to work the second time. Um, so it's just like... And I think that's a big thing is like if you have the ability is giving yourself permission, the yeah. permission, um, which a lot of people have a hard time yeah, doing that. Um, I also naively thought that the balance in all of this would be to try to work from home with a baby. <laughs> and we had a had a client that I absolutely love right in and she talked about how like it's shit. Like, it's not the right fit for everybody. And right. I have to say, like, I get it. Like, it's, I'll, like, I'll <laughs> tell you guys, like, okay, I've got a couple hours to do work today. Like, I'm going to sit down and do some shit. Mm-hmm. Eliza's so easy. When She's you- so easy. But I still, I'm like, where the fuck did those three hours go? Yeah. Where I was just going to sit on my computer. I mean, granted, she won't sleep no. for more than, like, 30 minutes right now. But, like, even then, she, like, she'll just sit there with me sometimes, but just flies and by. And you're, like, so invested in everything all the time. So... That it's day, true. That I'm definitely that person where it's like whatever's in front of my face. Right. I'm like, in and that it. day that you were bidding on the tub, and I was like, w- I was with you via text, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so excited. And you were like, oh my god, Eliza woke up. I was like, bitch, if you lose this tub because you were gazing into the eyes of your child, I'm going to be so pissed off. And you and were like, defense, but she's she was so beautiful. She was, it wasn't just that she was <laughs> she was crying. It wasn't just like, oh, let me get distracted. Like something shiny, my child's people. I know, like, I know. She was crying. I just envision you sitting there like, oh, my beautiful. No, 
I was so intense that day. But we got our fucking toes. So. Yes, we did. Yeah, but, um, we did. Yeah, no, I get it. Like, I'm so thankful I have the option of working from home. But I'm telling you guys right now, if I had a job like her where, like, I had didn't have you guys to yeah. like have a ton of grace with and be like i'll do it another day yeah. or hey i didn't get this done can you take this on like i don't think it would work <laughs> we just text each other oh my god i know i know there's a private thread <laughs> without me on it damn it i know there's damn a private card. thread about all of us on That's each true. other's phones hashtag codependent my, yeah. relationship. <laughs> my cousin came I, my a couple cousins came this weekend and my poor oh my god they're like super in it with like a nine month old and one and a half year old because she got completely unexpectedly pregnant like right afterwards and she was telling me that she just was really feeling like she needed to do more than just be at home with her two kids they're like super demanding they're the ones this weekend that you she couldn't put yeah brody yeah. down couldn't put him down and if she walked away from her daughter she would cry like it, she was like it was so overwhelming and so i started working from home again thinking that it would give me something so i could feel like a bit of myself right again. like a little yeah. more well-rounded and she's like it was impossible yeah. yeah i couldn't make a phone call like i had to do like they they'd send her a message and it hurt her screen would say like so-and-so needs you right now this client needs you right now and she's like yeah well in Great. two good hours luck. when my kids are asleep yeah. i can do that so it just was not a good fit for her at yeah all. and so this this girl was talking about how she took 12 weeks and then she was able to work remotely and she said that even though she's glad she got to do it that it sucked she said juggling an infant and a full-time job at the same time is just impossible you're constantly forced to decide if you want to be a present employee or a present mom i spent many meetings on mute with my camera off consoling my screaming baby trying to figure out how to calm her down while being glued to a screen yeah it's, and also th that client had a hard time breastfeeding also yeah so doing that while also still establishing a breastfeeding relationship i can't even imagine yeah. we had a mom that did the day after her birth did a, a video meeting yeah. and i was like oh my god how did you do that and she was like oh there's an app that you can put whatever you want behind you so i just make it look like i'm in my home office i put some makeup on they had no idea i was breastfeeding a baby like below this area and i was like you are fucking amazing. Oh yeah. my gosh. No way. Yeah. I could barely open my eyes postpartum day two. Like what? She did say on the flip side that um, the per there are pros. It's not all bad. She said she didn't miss any of the firsts. And she said not having to pump is also a huge plus as well as being able yeah, to have the income. True. But it just goes to show that there's no easy answer. Yeah. But I also wanted to roll that into like there's also a lot of moms and what you're saying that um, – that want to go back to work yeah. postpartum yeah. Um, that they don't just have to. I don't want to leave out those moms and I don't want to make them feel like they're weird for not having the experience of like, Couldn't wait. Yeah. There are some moms work. that are like, I can't wait to go back to work. And I am all for that. Like you do you girl. Like, yeah, that sounds honestly, it sounds magical in a lot of ways. Like if, if like you, that's your place of power and you have the support to be able to do that, like that's so wonderful. So, okay. When I went back after I had, this was so awful. I wanted, when I waited tables, I mean, I waited tables forever, but when I waited tables after we had Oscar, so I had postpartum rage after I had Chris three months postpartum. I had no idea do that you was still have postpartum rage. Yes. <laughs> it's say. never actually gone Past away. Yeah. It never hit me what it was until Nikki started working. If Chris was postpartum rage, what the fuck was Evie? 
Uh, Evie was just... You were going to burn the world down. I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe I had it with all of them. I just didn't like... Yeah. I had more time after I had Chris to like to think about it. After Oscar, I went on an antidepressant because I could not handle my life three months postpartum. Like it always hits me like 12 weeks later because I don't rest. I don't do what I'm supposed to do. But every time I'd go back to work, it would be like an evening shift when Chuck wasn't working. I'd make it about an hour before he would call and be like, oh my God, they won't stop crying. And then I would have to leave. It's horrible. Yeah. Horrible. But I wanted to be at work. Like I wanted even that hour to get away for a minute. But I was going to say, I remember after I had, um, when we moved to Florida, I was still nursing Max before I started school. And I worked at Sam Seltzer's, which is where I met Will and Teresa, who yeah, I love yeah. so much. And then the night would go on and we'd be busy, but I would have to pump, even though he was like a year old. So instead of asking, because Patty would be like, girl, deal with your shit. And I'd yeah. just unbutton the first two buttons and do this. And she'd be like, good God, go pump jesus and i'm like exactly i can't even butt my shirt at this point yeah. they're huge it it's was, not even for our kids no, it's for it's, us. <laughs> i mean eventually this is going to be like a strip slash steak joint so we need to get something yeah. going i used to get really i used to have fun with that because i was still working part-time as a nurse at a doctor's office after i had lila and so like i would sit at the desk like entering my labs on the computer and i was wearing like a big scrub top so i just have my breast pump on both breasts like underneath <laughs> and the drug reps would just like walk up like a yeah the drug reps would like the drug reps would like walk up to my desk while i'm like entering my lab course stuff and they'd be like talking to me about their drugs or whatever and they'd be like what is that noise <laughs> i'd be like oh that's my breast pump it's my breast pump milking myself right now <laughs> I'm like madonna right now this is not my boobs are not normally yeah. pointed cones and i had a great time with it because to me that was hysterical to yeah. see number one do they turn really red and get embarrassed or are they like yeah girl you do you yeah and i would be like that's what i'm doing because i had no shame about it at all but also i'm so grateful to be in an era where like i have no one has said anything to me about breastfeeding in public and i also i do not hide it at all i literally nurse her while i'm walking around this is 2022 anybody they probably just tweet it oh my god i feel like (laughs) i was expecting it though i totally expected to get some flack for it even when I i can't imagine it's hard enough to like do this right to do it with people judging you yeah Mm -hmm. even when i was nursing for the most part people either ignored it or yeah like especially older scared but we're like or especially like 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 older ladies a lot of them would come up to me and be like oh my god i remember when i nursed my kids you're doing such a good job it's so good so i got more like validation and support which we probably are those old ladies now (laughs) or we are like look at you nursing (laughs) thank god that's not me but Yay! She was she had that little the little pump that Jesse gave her the little willow thing or yeah. whatever that slips the other day because she left Eliza at home and she was like yeah yeah I've just been doing this while I'm working and she took it off and her boobies squirted it was like it was <laughs> like Katie someone accidentally it. turned on a fire hose but no one was holding it and she was like ah, ah, ah. and she kept trying to like cover it but then it was like spraying like between her fingers and she's like mayday <laughs> i think i'm pretty sure i shot katie also that happened this morning i got to pee and i'm walking down the hall and i was like i was like what the hell and i like it's like <laughs> just shooting, shooting everywhere. as i walk i'm like what the fuck 
<laughs> oh, she ended God. up getting a towel and doing the thing where you walk clean because yeah. <laughs> there was so much breast shooting milk. shooting breast milks was one of my favorite part of having oh, a new baby just like shooting people with it or just like, like spray it across it. the room make your make your boob shoot yeah <laughs> your boob penny shoot. thinks it's hilarious but also it makes her really uncomfortable so she like thinks it's fascinating but she would never like ask for it she's like laughing while trying to look away but she can't <laughs> yeah um, so, but like on that note, because we we have to end out our episode, but there was one more story because it, this one really goes down to it's like the difference of having support and people that are helpful around you, and not having support or people being judgmental of you. Because this other person wrote in, and she had to go back to work full time, um, pretty soon after she had her baby um but she said she was working for the post office and she said it was awesome because she had such great support they actually let her take her baby to her job for a really long time That's awesome. um she was like her supervisor was okay with the baby going every day she was okay they were okay with her breastfeeding at her desk away from the counter like they put her in a place where she felt comfortable the the people who were driving the route with her were like caring and like supportive of her and helped her i was um, exhausted just reading that email because yeah i I feel like it's a whole thing to have to like get Eliza to go to the office where I can like sit and do like seven visits in a row in one place. Yeah, and I was reading her email. I was like, oh my god, there's so move- many moving parts to this job that she's just taking this kid around yeah. with her. Yeah, but she said that she felt super blessed on how everything worked out. Um, because she felt like she had that support like her mom helped her her first five days she did all the things to help her like heal and feel supported and then the people at her job were supportive and that's the kind of thing where it's like if you do have to go back to work having people that support you through that transition makes such a big difference in how it goes just like birth and everything else um like so i guess it's like finding your village yeah but I had a good village. I did have a good village with um, Carly in Florida. Yes, you really did. Like, she had the kids all the time. When I went to school, it was her. When I was working, it was her. Yeah. So I don't want to... I just... I realize I always say, like, I had you because you yeah. came down. But Carly, like, it was so nice. It was like, they would go out and I would have their kids. I would yep. do something. They would have my kids. Like, that's how it should be. I actually remember being super jealous of that because we were friends when you moved to Florida and um, then that was a period of my life, like right after I had kids where like I did not have a really strong village. And so I remember going to Florida when we ran the oh race. Yes. And oh. I remember going to Carly's house with you and all the kids just like running around and everyone taking care of everybody's kids. And I was like, this is what I'm missing in life. It was amazing. It was like Chuck's yeah. least favorite part of his entire life. While yeah. I was having the best part of my entire yeah. life. We literally would every single day we'd be be like park or the mall or we'd walk to the grocery and then by four we were doing afternoon coffee yep by six we were going to pick an orange from her tree i know i remember that beer and i was like oh my god this is what life was meant to be like yep it was amazing and now i don't feel jealous anymore because now i do have that village now we're here well, also we get to see the next generation because yep. the way your girls take care of eliza oh yeah it's like such a joy to watch it and makes Penny. me realize like, that we must have been did. good moms if they were acting that way yeah or oh, or it's sure. just like whenever i walk in i'm like here take my kid and they <laughs> love it they just choice. they live for it they they like every day they're like is eliza coming we want to see eliza like she'll be here 
But it's time for us to end out our episode. Um, and I'm going to go to my next job. Um, <laughs> Boss bitch. But I just want to say to all of you postpartum moms out there yeah, and the we moms. feel you so I say, feel it. I feel like the takeaway of this is not super hopeful. It's more just like. You got Make this. It till you do make the best it. you can do, and it. and that if you are struggling, it's okay and it's normal, and so many people go through that. Um, and so, yeah, like I guess it's the same as like our postpartum depression episode. Like, girl, you are not alone. You Reach not. out to somebody, and let them know, because we will be like, yeah, I hear you. And it it's sucks. okay to think that something's gonna work for you, and then be like, fuck this, it's not great. This is not yeah. working okay, out because nothing's gonna be perfect. No. That's true. The only other thing we have to say is cheers. cheers.